Hello, welcome back to yet another episode of From the Unbox, the podcast. It's been a while, I'm sorry, but I'm back. I'm your host, Kane Wilkinson, and this week I chatted with Vancouver-based trio IMUR. Yes, it's pronounced IMUR. It's also spelled IMUR. Get it? Good. They're putting out an album at the end of the month, so I just wanted to catch up and chat with the three friends about some of their most recent releases. Plus, they even share some details about this cool NFT project they've got going on. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and please sign up for our monthly newsletter. It's a nice little recap from each month, and it keeps you up to date with all the best and new music. Lastly, if you're able to, consider supporting directly through Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee. You can find Dusty Organ up there. New subscribers get a wonderful welcome bundle, which includes a personalized mix CD, customized to your taste, and some cool swag. So just search patreon.com slash dustyorgan or buymeacoffee.com slash dustyorgan. Thanks for listening, and here is an interview with IMUR. This is Jenny Lee. This is Mikey J. This is Amin. And we are I Am You Are. Which I struggled understanding the name of the band for a while. You guys were graciously understanding. But uh, yeah, you guys are a really exciting Vancouver-based trio doing, uh, as your press releases put it, genre-bending makeout music, which is you know very fun, flattering, and flirty. Um, and yeah, the reason why I'm ta- chatting with you guys today is because you are putting out a new album at the end of the month. My Molecules, which is very, very exciting because your previous singles were very attention grabbing and uh, very exciting stuff. But just I guess to start, just to get this started, I guess, um, for people who don't know who you are, other than the whole makeup music thing, uh, yeah, who is IMUR? Where did you guys get started? IMUR started back in 2015. Mm-hmm. I want to say near the end of 2015. Um, I, I had met Mikey in the scene. Um, he was producing for another artist and they had brought me on for a future feature. <laughs> and so we started shooting the shit that way. Um, shortly after that, I was hit by an SUV as I was uh, walking across the street Whoa. and kind of changed uh, the focuses in my life. And um, I reconvened with Mikey to start working on music together. And things kind of escalated really quickly from there where we started IMUR and Later on that year, we started to tour with Amin. Um, and then he was just such an integral part of our live show that we had to bring him in for more. <laughs> welcomed him in with a nice embrace, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been really great. Both of the guys uh, produce and are multi-instrumentalists um, and also help me write as well. And it's just been a really cool collaboration over the years. That's awesome. Yeah, and in terms of your live shows, I've seen uh, clips of, you know, here and there. And the whole multi-instrumentalist thing really does come into play because uh, is it you and me that plays the violin as well? Yeah. On stage yeah. and stuff? Yeah. That's a, that's something you wouldn't really expect because a lot of the descriptions uh, of your band and stuff is, you know, all, all pop, R&B, hip hop and things like that. So, the mm-hmm. you know, the violin in a live show is one of the last things you expect. But uh, that's actually, yeah, it's really exciting to see how you guys are just doing your own thing, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. And you Keep your ear out for the intro track of the album as well, because I mean, smothers it in gorgeous violin. Mm-hmm. You flatter me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all we're all musicians first. 
So, or like instrumentalists first. So, you know, Jenny with keyboard, Mikey with guitar, and me with violin, kind of as the basis. So that is the root of all the music there, no matter how electronic it may sound at times. So we like to bring that out in the live show for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, because you can really tell though, even in the recordings, like I was able to listen to my molecules before this and just even, yeah, even in the recordings, you can tell that there's just so many layers and and song bits that go to, together and just very musically inclined, even though, you know, it doesn't to the, you know, to the superficial ear, we'll say it just sounds like really catchy music, but, you know, you go deeper and it's really, it's really great to see that coming out of, uh, you know, the Canadian music scene, especially. For sure. Thanks, man. Yeah. Really appreciate that. And thanks for listening. No problem. Yeah. I was, ex- I forgot it was, uh, I was doing some, you know, obviously this pre-interview prep and stuff. And I, I forgot that it was sitting there in my inbox. I was like, Oh my God, I have to listen to this. What am I doing? But, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> and, um, with you know your two previous singles you put out recently, a case of you and sad girls club, um, sad girls, sad girls club, especially that hook is, I is one of my favorites on the album for sure. And, uh, that music video was just a lot of fun to watch, but I understand that it was also really fun for you guys to make because of how real it all really kind of was. Right. You guys, I know, uh, you know, with the weed smoking tattoo skateboarding, all this stuff. Uh, yeah, just walk, just walk us through like, what was the process like for making, for shooting the, the music video? The music video was really interesting. Um, we were working with Sterling LaRose and his, his crew, his creative crew. Um, we were, we were trying to pick, pick places and pick imagery that we didn't really want to have a storyline for this, for this uh, video, but we wanted to pick imagery that had associations to the song. Um, so that if you were just watching it, you could just watch it again, like you said, like listen to the music superficially, but if you were to pay attention to these Easter eggs, then you might pick up that, um, you know, like the tattoo was a butterfly and that represents is represents like a change and rebirth and the soul. Um, the, the chains were real chains. There were probably about 80 pounds worth of chains oh my God. bruises all over my body for two weeks. Yeah. Um, and the, the shower scene getting your clothes drenched uh, was to represent like the weight, the weight that we were feeling, you know, in, in the state that we were in while writing the song. Um, the car, which was a really dope car that Mikey got to drive. Car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see it only very quickly, but I'm laying in front of the car and that was also to represent um, that time in my life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of deeper meanings throughout, but in general, we had a really fun time <laughs> creating those scenes. Yeah. I was looking some of your, uh, some of your content on Instagram just to do my research and stuff. And I was watching one of your live streams that you had saved. And uh, you guys were talking about how you had smoked, you guys were smoking the weed for each take kind of thing. And just like, yeah, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got to roll those herbals uh, when you're doing multiple takes because things got pretty litty pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, the first take, like the first cut that we got, the first draft was pretty funny because it's just like a bunch of shots from that arcade scene of Mikey and I just full goof grin just like you're <laughs> 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 like that's what happens when you smoke four joints while filming a serious music video <laughs> yeah we we're like do we have anything more stoic like, no <laughs> just cut, cut all of the Mikey into me now all of it gone I was gonna say you guys weren't in the music video as much as you know Jenny was and stuff but I guess that explains it yeah yeah uh, yeah that's hilarious (laughs) and how was it getting a tattoo while trying to lip sync was that was that fun 
yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> you seem so focused and stoic though. So yeah. Yeah, no, it was fine. I have a lot of tattoos and um, my buddy Daniel is pretty light handed. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it was no thing. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you could not even tell you were getting actually tattooed. Honestly, I know. I would never would have guessed that it was a real needle going into you because you just seem so calm and collected. I know I would have been like, oh my God. Yeah, no, it's real. It's yeah. there. That's awesome. <laughs> did you, uh, how long did that take to do? Uh, I think that he got that done within the hour. So pretty much the set, like we shot that whole time. And then the second he was done, we were, we wrapped it up. Oh, nice. Okay. Works out well. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, even though like the song, sort of the music video itself was, you know, pretty fun and stuff like that, but the song, the song too, I guess the meaning behind it, you know, I like the, uh, the way you guys put it where it's like, you're, you know, you're allowed to cry in clubs and stuff like that and just be emotionally free. Uh, and for my molecules, like the album itself, how emotionally driven is it? I feel like there's a lot of heavy subjects going on, even though a lot of the music is pretty uh, easy to listen to. Mm. Yeah, we were joking about this the other day, and um, my 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 genre of writing is definitely Dear Diary. So <laughs> it's it definitely all pulls from personal experience and is very emotional for me. I think that's why the title My Molecules is so fitting. Yeah. That opening track is uh, my molecules. The title track too is it's such a wicked way to start. Uh, how was that in terms of like deciding where to start with the album? Why did my molecules, you know, kind of launch it off with the, you know it's such a different sound compared to the rest of the album. What Whoa. was the decision on that? It was like we we were getting towards the end of the album, and Amin was working on some scoring work for other people, and he showed it to us, and we were like, "Dude, this is fucking amazing!" Yeah. Why, ha why haven't we brought this into the rest of the album? And so we were toying with, uh, I think it was like a voice memo that Jenny had sent of the lyrics for My Molecules. And so it was like, why don't you just take this and do that as hard as you can? Just like go as deep into the cinematic feel that, and scoring as you can. Yeah, and it was, a really, uh, it was a really collaborative effort after like, I just came back with a couple ideas and then we sat everything that we do is very very collaborative so whoever happens to be like manning the captain's chair at the time which is which is usually mikey because he's a g <laughs> regardless we're all sitting around and passing ideas around and constantly sending each other different uh, references and like let's try this let's try that um and jenny had written those lyrics what a long time ago right yeah i had written it maybe three years ago um about like a turning point in 2010 so it was like a very uh different time oh, but wow. yeah. we kept not like it was there you know the song was there but it never really had a home um it always almost felt a little too emotional or too sweet or mm -hmm. I don't know um but Amin had me record it with the vocoder just a cappella, just to have on his computer yeah. <laughs> because he loved he loved it i was which, like i need it i need to yeah. listen to it i don't know what to do with and it. um and that's what he ended up building that whole thing around was that original recording that i had just done like in his room yeah it was just like a one take off grid um so yeah it's not to a beat or anything it's very free-flowing and wow and we just found that you know it it was so emotional and maybe from a sonic palette perspective it doesn't isn't so cohesive with the rest of the album but i think that this song was really one of those ones that's 
for us. Like, you know, when you're an artist, you do things, you do things for your audience, you got to do things for yourself. And yeah. I hope that this is well received. But at the end of the day, like it's, it's a piece that I think we're all really proud of and like makes me feel like makes my heart really full. Mm -hmm. And it means a lot to me. And so what better way to, to start a, an album that we've been working so hard on for three years? Yeah, just get yeah. out of the <laughs> it's like people are either going to just turn the vinyl off or be so pumped they can't stop listening but either way we already sold them a vinyl yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all you have to do is just get the record out into other people's hands and yeah. the rest is like, uh, rest is up to them we like to challenge our listeners yeah. so hopefully this does that yeah well actually i was gonna you know ask you this a bit later but i think it's a good time to switch over now too is comparing to your debut the 2017 uh, little death i feel like you know understanding the idea of challenging your listeners there is, you know, a very sonic difference between the two. And I was just kind of curious out of you, from your own words, how do you guys feel comparing, you know, Little Death to My Molecules? Like, how do you guys feel as a group, you know, four, five, four three, four years later? That's a good question. I feel like we didn't even know how to write songs back then. We were just like taking whatever ideas came out and just like, blah, like, collaging them together whereas with this album it's like okay we have these ideas and this sonic palette now how do we communicate this in a consumable way like how do we package it package it so that it's easy to go down and like you were saying you can go deeper if you want to but it's still got that i guess pop sensibility yeah yeah i think i think like like mikey is saying like the, this project shows the the timeline of just putting work in and improving on your craft. I don't know that it's necessarily like purposeful choice to change the sound. It's just the time that we spend doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and then also making the decision to <laughs> try to be a bit more absorbable. Yeah, it's, it's also interesting too, just like when you're working, when you're starting to work on something as you're learning, you are hearing things that you like and you're trying to replicate them and you're playing with them, but it's, it's like you're not quite sure how to get there and again like Jenny was saying because of all the time that we spent we really honed the production and the instrumental craft and the recording craft all the different aspects which we all do ourselves and so it's just like inevitably turned into a much more polished project yeah I feel like we learned how to actually finish with this project yeah. whereas with the other ones it's like we were an indie band doing demos and with this project we took it to demos and our team was like cool now actually finish this <laughs> and it was like what's like we have to go further <laughs> and they're like yeah there's so much more you can do here and so we had a really great team around us that pushed us really far we were pushing ourselves really far like we were we restarted songs from the ground up four or five times re-recorded vocals all the way through three times and uh poor jenny for everybody, I mean, like, for sure, like, for sure. like, it's interesting because usually when you do have somebody maybe making this style of music, it's, it's, it's a, it's a writer or a band, like you said, going with demos and then taking it to somebody else to finish. But mm. we do everything ourselves. So the three of us collectively have spent hundreds of hours on each song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's 14 songs on this album. Yeah, it's yeah. A lot of, a lot of I could do math. That's a lot of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but I feel like it must be very satisfying to hear how much you guys have grown as mm -hmm. a group and working all these extra hours and all this effort. And it's 
yeah, it's starting to pay off for you guys for sure, which is which is great. And I was also watching one of your other live streams with uh, where you guys were talking about NFTs, and I didn't realize you guys put out an NFT drop. Mikey, yeah, you seem very knowledgeable and involved in like the whole crypto world. Uh, what, what did you guys do for the NFT? Uh, so what we did was. I did uh, a virtual reality piece. I did five different virtual reality uh, paintings or animations, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And yeah, made NFTs out of them, listed them on the Ethereum blockchain and sold four or five, which was awesome. I didn't know if you're going to sell a single one. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, and I are very, very deep in the rabbit hole and we just pulled Danny with us. And Mikey, Mikey pulled me in to begin yeah. with. He's just slowly pulling in the whole friend group yeah. so we can all hang out in VR. Yeah. I don't even use cash with my friends anymore. Like if they're like, Hey, like dinner was 30 bucks. I was like, all right, here's like 25 ADA. And they're like, what do I do with this? <laughs> like wait Hold three years. <laughs> <laughs> It'll either be $5 or 300. So. Yeah. That's, that's funny. And I know you guys are talking about this new pseudo streaming platform that you guys are on to audius yeah so audius is a blockchain based streaming platform um, that rewards their uh, content creators and service providers with their token audio it's called okay. the token called audio and so it's kind of like soundcloud but soundcloud ran into some issues when they could no longer afford to host all of that music online for free so they're like, okay, well, we'll incorporate advertising to cover the costs. That was not okay for anybody using SoundCloud and everyone bailed. And so yeah. Audius is like, anybody that helps us with hosting these songs, we'll pay them in the coin. And then the value of the coin goes up from speculation. So the people that are receiving that token get paid really well. So for example, uh, Mr. Carmack was one of the early adopters of Audius. And I think for like, what was it like 16,000 plays he made $16,000 wow i mean that's cuz he was early so they're rewarding him for being there early but these are the kind of things that are going down on this platform so and you guys have you guys have some of your music on there right now if people are interested yeah, right we'll always be putting our music up on audius and uh it's it's just they promote community involvement so like uh a track gets bumped up an algorithm based on how actively you are engaging with other people's music. So if your profile is active and engaging with other people in a genuine way, your tracks become more popular and get suggested to more people because you're a more active member of the community. Whereas with uh, Spotify right now, that's definitely not the case. Yeah. Yeah, the whole stream, whole music streaming world has just taken such a weird turn in the last couple of years where it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to say pay to play, but it's it's oh, no, becoming yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. It, it literally is that. So yeah, it, it definitely feels more like big box everything. But I think that's the thing with us in general, like approaching this kind of technology, the the coin and the crypto and all that kind of stuff is one aspect of it. But the beauty of this technology moving forward and with platforms like Audius is that you have the ability to get paid more directly to connect with the artist and support them more directly. And also just with things like NFTs to have it built into the streaming and the music that everyone who was involved with it gets paid equally, no matter what. So it's yeah. just like very, it's a very functional 
platform that is just taking away the middle yeah. person between artist and so experience. It, it's like if we released a song in, in the future, I, I think this is a couple of maybe months or a year or two away, but if we were to put out a song as an NFT and anybody that streamed it was paying for that stream, the NFT would be able to distribute the funds automatically to everybody involved in the song based on the splits that we set up mm -hmm. as part of the NFT. So you no longer have to worry about companies like SoCan or distributors like CD Baby because the smart contract is taking care of all that for you. So that's that's very interesting. Hopefully, there's some musicians you know listening to this and taking that into consideration. Because yeah, yeah, that does seem like the future, especially with you know the way that music industry's a been hit the past year and a half. B, you know, there's a lot of extra hands being stuck into pockets and stuff recently. And, yeah, uh, recently. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's forever, but that's even more so. The services yeah. we're trying to do initially, right, was yeah. like make it more DIY, make it so you can reach a larger audience, all those kind of things, and then mm -hmm. inevitably, you know, it starts to funnel down towards like the centralization again yeah so yeah that's what that's what this is about yeah based, like, like, based yeah. on your like knowledge right now do you feel like that might kind of happen with audius or do you think that's just impossible uh i think it's pretty early to tell but i mean it, it's happening to an extent like if you have an audience or an audience anywhere you're gonna have more pull and you're gonna have more of an effect on a platform so cool but it's definitely promoting more community. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a very good uh, platform. Yeah, and the word community, I was gonna kind of bring back too, because as, especially as Canadian indie artists, the sense of a community with your fans is probably the most powerful tool you have as uh, artists. And do you feel that, you know, your community that you have kind of growing now with IMUR, um, how, 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 yeah, how is your, group how's your little community your fan base you guys uh, you guys love them yeah, it's a terrible terrible question it's a loaded question you got to say yes <laughs> i mean they're the only reason that we're here still making music yeah 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 and uh and oh, this, is, this is the question i wanted to ask sorry everybody um <laughs> with <laughs> it's, it's it's very hot i was telling them it's very hot in my room right now. It's not working <laughs> you're all good man but um the yeah like the idea of community um and with your music, you guys are very, especially Jenny with like your lyrics and stuff, you're very open and honest as songwriters. And how does it feel to have, you know, kind of be able to put your emotions into words and into songs, I should say, and have it so well received, you know, mm -hmm. and, and feeling more comfortable. Have you always felt comfortable putting music, sorry, your emotions and your experiences into songs? Um, I have, it's, it's like my, it's my journaling. It's very cathartic for me and it helps me deal with the things that I'm talking about in the songs. Um, to have them received though is different, right? Because I mean, my, our audience has, has received them well and, and often connects to them. And that's why they're, you know, a part of this journey with us. Um, it makes me feel less alone when I share those things and, and people relate to them. And I, I hope that it also makes those people feel less alone. There's often subjects that we explore that might be considered taboo, um, like addiction um, or female sexuality, um, mental illness, anything like that. But I think that talking about those things um, starts to help destigmatize them 
-hmm. which is all that I could hope for. Because when we're only having surface level conversations with people, we're not really connecting in any in any nourishing form. And so to be able to talk about real things, you're able to establish deeper, more meaningful connections with the people around you. I think that there's a lot to be said about that. Mm. Yeah. And that's a good thing about my molecules, like especially when you go into the lyrics and stuff, is it's very it's almost very rewarding to kind of pick up those little Easter eggs of you know, what you've been talking about and what you've experienced and stuff like that. So I'm sure people listening will be very appreciative of, uh, you know, you being so comfortable with them and opening up because it adds such a nice depth to, uh, yeah. to the well, music, it, right? It's, well, it's one thing, it's one thing to have somebody reach out and say like, Oh, your songs of banger, love it. And that feels great. Of course. Cause it's like, we'd like, you know, like sad girls club, we call it a sad banger emotional, yeah. <laughs> but great drums and heavy, heavy rhythm. But then to have somebody reach out and say like, hey, those pieces of the lyrics made me think about my own, you know, struggles with mental illness during this last year. And it made me realize like, oh, wow, other people are going through it together. And I had a really good day because of that, because I didn't feel alone. That's a whole different kind of thing. And it's a different feeling. And it's really, really validating. And it just felt like, I mean, we're so isolated right now. So it really is a crazy kind of connection to be able to do that. Has that, shows. has that been happening recently? Like have people been reaching it? Do you find it's kind of increased over the years too? As I think it just depends what we're talking about, to be honest, because a few years ago we were, we were put, like I came out uh, through one of our songs, Swirl. And at that time I was getting a lot of messages about how that encouraged a lot of younger people to come out to their families and that kind of, that kind of situations. Whereas um, specifically sad girls. Yeah. We've been getting hit up a lot about, um mental health addiction isolation that kind of thing and yeah it's really nice to be able to have those conversations with people oh that's awesome yeah, it's so nice to hear mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah it's it's good to be multi-dimensional you got the banger side and you've got the gen- genuinity that's not even a word yeah. like i said i'm yeah. losing my mind here guys. we that's definitely scary. have genuinity genuinity <laughs> there we go Genism right there right? <laughs> Genism. apparently genuisms are contagious they are seeping into this, this zoom call just like a yawn. Yeah. <laughs> Just making up shit as I go. Uh, that's that's half the fun about this is I get to uh, choose what stays and what goes, and we'll see if that ends up in that uh, in the final cut. Um, and uh, yeah, so just you know, as a closing idea, just go check out my molecules. It's coming out June twenty fifth. Is that correct? Yes, right. Absolutely. Very good. We're available now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you cut out. What was that? Uh, vinyl pre-orders are available now. Ooh, that's very exciting. I saw yeah. the album artwork. It looks, are, are the vinyls themselves going to be just as uh, colorful and stuff? Is that a surprise? Yeah, they're going to be multicolored vinyl. That's awesome. Yeah. So collectors be be on the lookout. Um, for now, yeah, Case of You is out. Super fun. If I want to call it like a little flirty music video, Sad Girls Club, also very much worth everyone's time. And uh, yeah, thanks for spending the afternoon with me. I am you are. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. And uh, we'll be in touch, I'm sure, very soon. Cool. Thanks, guys.